You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to get you ready with everything you need to win a little bit of extra cash in the NBA tonight. There's only four games tonight, so, Tony, we get the opportunity to talk about some other stuff. And I got to ask you, last night in the NBA, was it NBA or, like, WWE with the kind of uh, posturing and positioning that was going on inside of some locker rooms? Yeah, that's pretty good. Think back to the old days when we used to have fights regularly with the Pistons and the Celtics. Yeah, and, and the, the Knicks were in there too. Charles Oakley versus yeah, anybody. And yeah. Anthony Mason? Yeah. Sure. So a little, little fighting's good every once in a while. Even the commentators on TV were joking about it. So, uh, yeah, you got to get a little aggressive. It shows you that at least they're not just going through the motions. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, a team that's feisty. It shows you they care, right? When they don't care anymore, that's where you have the question. I got to ask you, though, a little bit about this Rockets Clippers, okay? Because I, the, all the reports I read was that Chris Paul kind of knew about some back-channel tunnel in the arena yeah. to kind of go in the back way. I love how they sent your boy Clint Capella as, like, the Trojan horse to kind of knock on the front door. And so I'm now going to call... Paul Chris Paul, I think he's El Chapo because he knows about all the tunnels underground. You know, it, this yeah, is well, all about CP3, right? He spent some time there, so he uh, paid attention to the layout. Yeah, the blueprint you know to the Staples else? Center or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I always wonder what happens in those secret tunnels. Like, I'm thinking that's where Daryl Strawberry would have done a lot of his action. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, that's where they, you know, pick out someone from the crowd and say, yeah, we'll meet you in the tunnel underneath the stadium for, uh, you know, for a little, for a five-minute little session over there. But yeah. what about and what about this other one? You know, you had Ben Simmons and Lowry also uh, jawing at each other, waiting for each other outside. And then Ben Simmons didn't show up. I mean, how do you call a guy out, right, and then you don't show up outside after? That's not cool. I think that's that's really bad. I think if I'm a player, I got to find out what the hell's going on there. When you're you're a second year player in the league, first year actually playing, and you're gonna get a beef with someone, you got to show up after the game. Maybe that's not part of the process, Tony. Maybe part of the process <laughs> is just to instigate and let it boil over. Maybe they're trying to get in people's minds. You know, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I think they should have went all the way, but. Uh, it's an amazing thing we got going on in the NBA. They care. I guess. If that's what you want to talk about, that they are caring. Hey, Tony, there's only four games tonight, but what I want to know is uh, it seems like our lineup did all right last night, even though we got a virtual bagel from some of our players, right? Yeah, we, we cashed last night with a 249 mm -hmm. in change, and uh, we got two and a half points from a player. I uh, actually went to bed. I usually go to bed once I'm uh, out of it. I went to bed, and I woke up, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> this guy had one and a half points in the third quarter. Yeah, that is not the kind of start you need, but good thing we still cashed here. We're going to try and help everybody cash again tonight. Four games in the association. We'll cover that, and then we'll talk a little bit about AFC and NFC Championship as well. It's Dane and Tony here on Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. Come on right back to the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going through a four-game slate. Tony, before we dive into the first game, i got to ask you, what, uh, are there any injuries out there that uh, you know, maybe create some opportunities for additional usage of other players or things that we need to consider that can inform some of our punt plays tonight? Yeah, Phoenix has a couple big injuries. TJ Warren, Marquise Chris, both out tonight. Uh, Josh Jackson is uh, probable. He's the guy that's going to pick up the most. I think him and Devin Booker pick up the most usage in that play. And it's real interesting because of Tyson Chandler. Like, he's an old man, and they got two young guys there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he plays so much some nights, and other nights he doesn't play enough. He's in a good uh, good shot there, but I have no idea if he's going to play enough there. I'm leaning it towards fading Chandler. But Dallas, J.J. Barrera is out. Uh, this will give Dennis Smith Jr. and Yogi Ferrell stable minutes in that one. Shabazz Napier is questionable, mm-hmm. but with Damon Lillard back, uh, we wouldn't be going over Shabazz Napier, but Pat Connaughton would be the guy uh, that would pick up some extra value there. Yeah, very interesting. I was thinking about Dennis Smith without J.J. Barrera. And as you mentioned, Josh Jackson at 4,800 on DraftKings. He's gotten, hasn't he gotten like 30-plus minutes this is his last couple of games and really responding with decent production. So maybe Josh Jackson at 4,800 for Phoenix is a good look tonight, huh, Tony? Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little I'll give you know, you let us behind a little the curtain. taste. A little taste. Uh, Josh Jackson, 33, 42, and 23, and then 21 in his last four games. He should be the guy you start your teams with tonight. Absolutely. So maybe Josh Jackson is a cornerstone of this lineup. Tony, let's get into the games. I got to tell you something. The first thing I noticed, okay, in only a four-game slate, two of the games have totals of uh, about 217, 218. And then I looked. It's because in these two games, we have the 29th and the 30th best defense in the NBA. Um, When we're talking about, you know, Orlando and then again with Phoenix. So... Does that mean we're going to try and get a bunch of Trailblazers and uh, T-Wolves in our lineup going against the 29th and 30th best defenses in the NBA? You know, it's crazy about that. I think you can, but I don't think it's a must, which is crazy when you put those statistics out there. Because at DraftKings, they did a good job at elevating the salaries. Like, Damian Lillard's 9300 bucks. Yeah. I don't want to pay 9300 bucks for him. So they did a good job adjusting the salaries against the poor defenses. And when we get to the lineup section, I'll tell you there. So tonight, for instance, in the Portland, I only have one Portland Trailblazer in my lineup. I only think there's one that's worthy of the price. I don't think the others are a mispriced or outrageous for you guys not to play. Uh, but because the price is a little higher than they usually are, I only have one guy in my lineup from Portland. 
I'm going to make an advanced guess and say it might be uh, Mr. Al Farouk Aminu, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. The first game, Tony, that we want to talk about is the Minnesota Timberwolves in Orlando to take on the Magic. The T-Wolves are eight-point road favorites. 217 is the total. All right, Tony, I was talking about these Minnesota Timberwolves and how I like them against the Orlando Magic, who give up over 111 points a game. That is good for 29th out of 30 teams. So where are we going? I understand your guys like Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler. They're going for over 9,000. What about at the point guard, Jeff Teague at 6,400, going up against, like I said, the Magic, who are dead last in the NBA defending the point guard? Yeah, I'm not a big Jeff Teague guy, uh, to tell you the truth. When you look at what, what's going on with Teague, his usage rate is 20%, which is okay, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler's at 23%, and when you have Kyle Anthony Towns, Kyle Anthony Towns makes the most of it with 19%, but he gets a ton of points on the rebounding, so that's where he makes up those points. The guy, I, Teague, blew it up last time they played this team, too. So he has an opportunity to put up some uh, decent fantasy points. That being said, when I look at Teague's numbers, he's a consistent player. So 6,400 saying, hey, I need 32 uh, fantasy points to get me five times the value is where I got to get with mm-hmm. Teague. And then I look at that, and it's not really something that he goes over by a ton at any time. You know, he's always going to be right around there. He put up 38, 36, 22, 38, 31, 37, 36, 38, 24. So there's no 40-point games. Right. And yet some of them were against Phoenix, poor defense, Denver, another Phoenix game, another L.A. game. Mm. The Knicks, a poor defense. So five out of the ten were against poor defenses. It tells me he's doing his job, cash game play. You don't have to worry about it. You put him in, you don't worry about it. But if you're playing a tournament trying to take it down tonight, I'm going to skip Jeff Teague. But I, here's what I did. I have a lineup that I put together, and I told you I'm not in love. I'm not in love with um, a lot of the Minnesota prices. But what I also do say is when there's three or four games, if a guy goes off and you don't have the big guy, you're stuck. You can't come back from that. So I do have a lineup where I have Kyle Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler in that lineup there. I don't love them, but I made a separate lineup that I'm putting those two guys in. All right, fair enough. So Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, if you want to go the Stars route. If you're in a cash game, Jeff Teague may be a stable option, but Tony Sincata notes that there is a kind of glass ceiling there for yeah. Jeff Teague. He's not going to blow up even. And if you think, hey, but tonight he's playing against Orlando, a really bad defense, he has been uh, you know, consistent against other poor defenses. Tony, on the Orlando side, is there anybody you like? I've been looking, to be quite honest, I'm looking at Alfred Payton. At also at 6,500, what do you think about him or maybe a guy like Aaron Gordon, who I know you like the small forward position? Yeah, so those two guys uh, are guys that could you play tonight. Uh, I'm actually playing another one uh, in this one, Evan Fournier, 5,100. Yeah, you talk about all the time about how you know uh, poor those other teams are. This Minnesota team defensively is not a very good team either. And yet they're coached by one of the top defensive minds in the game. So they've got a ton of injuries here. I like those three guys because Orlando doesn't go deep uh, with the bench there. So I like them. And here's the thing. If you're going to if you're going to go after the poor defensive teams and you're going to look at Minnesota and Portland tonight, mm-hmm. go with Minnesota instead of Portland. The other thing that's a negative in that Portland game is they're a double-digit favorite at home right. where Minnesota's playing on the road. 
and Coach Thibodeau doesn't like to put the bench in anyway. So if you're going to gamble on that way, go heavily on Minnesota as opposed to Portland. No, that makes good sense because, as you mentioned, Tony, Portland has a 10-point favorite. Their stars may not be in. Listen, a lot of people think Damian Lillard might be the number one overall guard play tonight, but not if they're up by 18 in the fourth quarter. He will not see the court as much. Tony, let's go to the next game, which is the New Orleans Pelicans at the Boston Celtics to take on, you know, to take on the Celtics. The Celtics are four-and-a-half-point favorites, 214 is your total and Tony I heard you at the end of on target mentioning that you believe there's a way to get both Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins in Anthony Davis going for 11,000 Boogie Cousins going for 11,200 if you only had to put one in which do you think is the better value I go with Demarcus Cousins the truest center there the Celtics you know this year are better um, statistically than they were against centers in the past two seasons uh, they have him tenth in the league at Takat incentives. I, I look at that number, and maybe it's just because of the, they're in low-scoring games or whatever the reason is. Al Horford six nine. I mean, he's right. not going to defend these guys. Uh, Baines is a guy that's a guy that doesn't move very well. So I think it's a poor matchup for him to cover Anthony Davis. I like both these guys over the Celtics big men tonight, and it's really crazy to uh, be attacking the league's best defense and staying away from another matchups where we're going against there. Because uh, some of these uh, Pelicans' numbers are depressed. I mean, Rajon Rondo's at 5,000 tonight. Uh, each one more, I think he can play at 4,500. And both these guys, the big dudes, they're under 11,000 tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was going to ask you, Tony. Honestly, these big, the Twin Towers there in New Orleans... There have been a number of teams, you know, elite NBA teams who have gone into Boston recently and put up less than 95 points. You're not concerned that the Pelicans meet the same fate? Or is it that because, like you said, I mean, the guards, you know, the Celtics are first in the league against the shooting guard, first in the league against the power forward, sixth in the league against the wing players, and then tenth against the center. So you think that even though this great defense, maybe the big man is their soft spot, like you mentioned, Horford at only 6'9"? Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. I don't think there's any chance the Pelicans could play in the championship, but I was like, you know what? I was looking at the Celtics today. Yeah, like the Celtics would have a harder time, I think, with this team than any other team in the Western Conference because of the two big guys. I just think it's a bad matchup there for the Celtics without any real big guys to play defense against them. Yeah, the Georgetown Hoyas of the early 90s might have been a challenge for them as well. Alonzo Mourning and uh, Mr. Patrick Ewing back in the day. And Dikembe Mutombo. No, no, no. Oh, yes. As well. I have a great story about Dikembe Mutombo, but it's sort of an off-air kind of thing, Tony. Remind me to tell you about that. I had some people that went to school at Georgetown around the same time. I went to school uh, in the city over from Patrick Ewing in high school, Cambridge, Ringe, and Latin, right? We used to play them. And I remember Ewing all of a sudden has this big thing and announced he's going to Georgetown. And we went, where? (laughs) <laughs> like, like no one went to Georgetown, and yeah, all of that a sudden, point it all in time. changed. Yeah, he was the first, and Coach John Thompson was there, and then everybody came there for basketball. Well, that was before Big Monday put the uh, Big East on the map, and those coaches, Massimino and Bayheim and Carneseca, and of course John Thompson as well. When we come back, we'll talk about the Boston side of this game, and we'll go through the other two games on the slate, finding some of these values, which will enable Tony Sincata to put Davis and Boogie in. Come on back to Lineup Lock Live. We'll teach you how to do it, too. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for a Tuesday in the NBA. Only four games. We talked through some of them. We talked through the 29th and 30th best defense in the NBA is in action tonight. However, Tony is looking to attack some other places. He's looking to attack the number one defense in the NBA today. We talked about the New England, uh, New Orleans Pelicans trying to get Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins both at 11,000 or just over that in your lineup. Tony, I want to ask you about the other side of this matchup, the Boston Celtics. You got two wing players, right, in Brown and Tatum going for, you know, $5,800, $5,900, only $100 separating them. The New Orleans Pelicans are 27th in the NBA defending against kind of the wing, shall we say. Uh, which of these kids do you like better, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Both of them scoring for the Celtics. Yeah, I like, I like Jalen Brown a little better tonight. Uh, because Tatum's coming back off an, an injury. He was uh, questionable for this game, but he is playing tonight. I'll tell you right now, if I did anything wrong tonight, it's not having enough guys in this, in this this on the Celtics side of the things. I like I like in this one, this is only a three-point total less than the two games with those two high right. totals. So we're not far away, even though with, with this uh, defensive team. So Kyrie Irving's playable tonight. If you wanted to go more of a balanced lineup tonight, say you didn't put the two big studs in. You could go and you can grab Kyrie Irving in this game. I'd grab Jalen Brown in this game. And even a little bit of, um, I like a little bit, I think it's a risky play, Al Horford, because they're not good. Those two guys don't play defense with Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. But the problem is Horford trying to cover them could get in foul trouble. So I think there's a little risk associated with it. But Irving, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford, I think are all playable tonight. All right, so maybe there'll be a lot of Celtics in uh, any kind of updated Tony Sincata lineup at the end of the show. Let's go to our next game, Tony. The Dallas Mavericks are in Denver to take on the Nuggets. The Nuggets are six-point home favorites. This is the lowest total on the board tonight, but still 210 is the total in this one. Now, Tony, here's what I want to ask you on the Denver Nuggets side of things. I know you're putting in Anthony Davis and you're putting in uh, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins, but what about a guy like Nikolai Jokic? Jokic is going at 8,700, and when I see the matchup on the other side, it's not like Harrison Barnes or Dirk Nowinski can really take Jokic down low. I think Jokic, you know, for, you know, uh, what, $2,500 less than some of the Pelicans, could he be viable as your center? He could be, and he's the perfect guy if you get away from these guys to go with. That's the guy you should be putting in your lineup. Like you said, you can save your lot, you can save your money, you can go with a balanced lineup. I look at it like this, where with Jokic in that game, the game has a lower total than the other three games, right? So we expect lower score in that one. I think the two Dallas guys being out are going to also cause problems with them scoring. 
And I'm a little concerned about putting too many guys in this game. You have to put a couple of guys here because there's a couple of really good plays uh, from the Denver side. So I'm a little concerned about that, but I'm staying away from Jokic. I'm going with the other big men in this one. Do I think he's a bad play? Not at all. All right, so fair enough. Are there any other nuggets that you do like? What yeah. if we go to the backcourt? Maybe a guy like Jamal Murray or Gary Harris? I like Gary. I'm playing Jamal Murray and Wilson Chandler in a lot of my lineups. Okay. Uh, not, not Wilson Chandler. Um, I'll take that back. Will Barton. Will hmm. Barton's underpriced a little tonight on uh, DraftKings. 5600 bucks, 5700 bucks. I think Gary Harris is a nice play as well. The one thing is with the switch at guards, Gary Harris is a good defender as well. He's going to pick up a couple steals against these guards tonight. He rebounds. He shoots threes. He's been shooting incredibly well there. Uh, Murray's a guy that's a loose cannon. They don't defend the point guard well. He'll shoot first point guard. So I think tonight I'm going to use Jamal Murray, and I'm going to use Will Barton a lot of my lineups. I'm not using Harris or Jokic, but I think both guys are playable. All right, let's go over to the other side of this game on the Dallas Mavericks side. We already talked about how J.J. Barea is likely out. So I go right to Dennis Smith Jr. But at the top of the show, Tony, you also mentioned Yogi Ferrell. How do you think the minutes will be split? I want I want to get Dennis Smith Jr. in my lineup at 6300 But you think it could be a better value to save almost $2,000 and get uh, Yogi? Yeah, that's the problem I have with Dennis Smith. I think he's a little too pricey. When you're looking at how the playing minutes are getting devolved, Yogi Farrell, even with those guys playing, right, 43 minutes, 36 minutes, and 33 minutes the last three games. So he's getting the playing minutes already, and he's 4500 bucks. So I think he's got to be, all, as much as I said, Josh, Jack, I think Yogi Farrell's the second guy you put mm. in. When you look at Dennis Smith, he's getting the opportunity too, 39, 31, 34. So he's a good value tonight as well. If you wanted to play them both, you could get away with it because they're both going to play 30-plus minutes tonight. Um, I'm just going with the cheaper guy. All right, fair enough. And uh, every time we talk Dallas Mavericks, Harrison Barnes seems to be a name yeah. that you like a lot. At, at 6,800, facing the Denver Nuggets, who are 24th in the association, defending against the power forward. Can Harrison Barnes find your way into lineups tonight? Do you have any shares of him tonight? No, because the Celtics wing players are a little cheaper tonight than he is. And I think they're very close. Um, I, I look at Barton. He's $1,000 cheaper. I like him a lot tonight as well. And I think if you go to Portland, we're gonna, um, you could go in there and get a wing player too. So Harrison Barnes tonight, not a bad play. But I get some other guys 1000 bucks cheaper. And if I want if I want to really impound that position, I'm going to go and I'm going to go play, pay the money uh, for Jimmy Butler. I think Devin Booker too, who's small forward eligible and shooting guy eligible, is another guy I'd go and pay up uh, there instead of going with Barnes. All right, so let's get into that last game that is on the slate, Tony, because we're talking about a couple of guys from it. The Phoenix Suns are in the Pacific Northwest to take on the Trailblazers in Portland. Trailblazers are 10-point favorites, as you alluded to, so be careful with some of the Trailblazers that you want, even against the 30th-ranked defense in the NBA. The total for this game is 217. Tony, let's start on the Phoenix side. We talked about Josh Jackson. This is a guy um, you know, who's played 30 minutes, scored at least 30 fantasy points recently. You mentioned him as a uh, cornerstone of lineups at 4,800, correct? Yeah, you use him and Yogi Ferrell, and it helps you get some of these big salaries in. Uh, so those are two guys I'm using. Josh Jackson's in all my lineups. Yogi Ferrell's in all my lineups. Uh, Devin Booker is not, but he's a guy that I like tonight uh, as well. His usage is almost 30%. Like, it's just climbing. He just keeps shooting. Yep. 
and uh, nobody else, nobody else on there except Josh Jackson is the only other player on that team that usage is twenty percent. Yeah, so it looks like the ball definitely goes through uh, goes through Booker, goes through Jackson. There have been times, Tony, where you like Isaiah Cannon. He's only thirty nine hundred tonight, but uh, not tonight. No, because the, the whole playing time lately has been up and down. He gets scratched from one game that we were going to use him uh, late at night. So I'm just going to avoid that situation. If I knew he was going to play 25 minutes, 3900 bucks, I would absolutely have him in my lineup. But it's just been all over the place with him and Tyler Eulis. So uh, I'm going to skip that whole uh, thing. But if you're playing in a tournament and you want to take a shot, you need a little, you need a little uh, cheap play, that's a guy there. I'm actually going to use... I didn't mention his name earlier. Uh, I'm going to use Dwight Powell for some people out there for a cheap lineup, 3600 bucks tonight as my flyer. All right, let's go to uh, the other side of this game, the Portland Trailblazers. I think you made a good point, though, Tony. They are at home and 10-point favorites. So you got to watch out to see how, many, how much playing time these guys get if there is a, uh, a blowout of any sorts. I was, I was seeing in the industry a lot of people think that Damian Lillard might be the top scorer tonight. When you consider, as you mentioned, Shabazz Napier not likely going to play more minutes at the point for Damian Lillard, where you talk about how Phoenix is 20 29th in the association against the point guard but is the price of 9300 too rich for your blood Tony yeah uh, it, it, that's the problem I have here I mean he's played pretty well since coming back from the injury he put up 40 points which is less than we want 43 and a half which is less than we want but against Minnesota uh, New Orleans not great defensive teams but he did put up a 50 against Houston not a great defensive team uh, before that, Atlanta, where he got hurt, he had 33-35. So he's definitely back, and he's definitely healthy. So he's not a guy that I would say, you know what, there's no way I play him. I'm just not playing him because of the price there. But I think if you wanted to go ahead and use him tonight, uh, you could go ahead. But I am going to opt to not play him. And the guy um, I'm going to use is, of course, Al Freaka. I mean, yeah, he my guess that, was right, huh? The price never moves, man. He just keeps getting right around 45, 4700. Uh, two games ago against New Orleans, he put up a 41. Then he came back with a 17. So that's the ups and downs of uh, Alfreca Mino. But we're playing against the worst team defensively in the league. If you're not going to take a shot, tonight's the night to take a shot uh, with him in the lineup. And uh, you know what? We should get uh, maybe a remake of The Roof is on Fire to. Al Farouk, Al Farouk, is on fire. Uh, we'll uh, work with that. I, uh, my guys, uh, Chris Bavona and Chris Ventra down there in the fantasy pit of misery. I hear they like to do remixes, so uh, maybe we could work on that. I have one more question that I want to ask you. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tony. Why do we never really talk about C.J. McCollum? Why can't he fill it up tonight in the same way Damian Lillard is, going up against a bad defense, but McCollum only 7,700 on DraftKings? Why can't tonight be a night he goes off for 30? You know what? He was better. He was more consistent offensively over the last couple of years. But if you look at it, he's put up 39, 41, 43, 46, uh, 41, but... A lot of those numbers are when when you see Lillard come out. When Lillard was out, he was consistently 40 points. He's a better player than when, when Lillard's out. Lillard just hogs the ball too much, and they're both on the backcourt. It's an absolute killer. Uh, but he's had games up and down. I think this year's offensively, he's not as good as he's been in the past. But would, is it, would it be a surprise that he puts up 50 fantasy points tonight? Not at all. And if you played in the tournament and you wanted to use him, you absolutely could.
All right, fair enough. So there you have it. We have a four-game slate in the NBA tonight. We have gone through it. At the end of the show, Tony Sincata will do a big reveal. It's like, Tony, you know how they do these big reveal parties for, like, what gender the baby is going to be? I feel like that's what we're doing. We're doing the big reveal at the end of the show to make sure everybody gets the Tony Sincata's lineup. Is your lineup a boy or a girl tonight, Tony? When we come back, I'm going to give you a little update on that. All right, fair enough. I look forward to it. When we come back, we'll also talk through some uh, thinking for the NFL on AFC and NFC Championship Sunday as well. Dane and Tony right here, as always, to help you win a little bit of cash. It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Line of Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We just talked through a four-game slate in the association. Tony, you said before the break it was such a journalistic tease. You said you uh, you had some changes to that lineup. You had some uh, some new things to talk through. Yeah. So the reveal, like you said, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, reveal, the gender reveal. Yeah, I used to, a couple of years ago. I uh, used to work a show with our boss, Mike Cardano. Okay. And uh, he got he got invited to one of these uh, gender reveal parties, right? Yeah. So he he never been to one. He was kind of excited. He thought it was kind of weird, and he didn't know anything about it. He thought he when he got there, someone was coming out of the closet. And that they were going to reveal their sexuality, and they were going to announce it to the whole room of strangers. And he thought it was the craziest thing ever. And uh, he didn't realize it was for a baby and what their sex was going to be. He had no idea. So then what? So he goes to this party, and, and the question more for him was like, who's it going to be that, uh, I guess, metaphorically comes out of the closet? Yeah, that's what he basically thought it was this party was about. And it was kind of crazy and kind of confusing, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like you never heard of this?" And uh, and I thought it was odd that you know what? If I got invited to a party where someone was coming out of the closet, I'd really have to think about whether I'd go or not. I mean, I think here's the thing: if they're gonna have a party to do it, right? Then they have yes, to be yes. very comfortable with it. So then I feel like you should be comfortable with it, Tony. Well, yeah, long as everybody knows. But I, I like. I guess because it wasn't, it's it didn't really plan that way. What if it was a surprise and they didn't know that they were going to reveal the person? Uh, I don't know how that would work, Tony. I mean, someone's <laughs> got to be in the know. It's kind of like if you ever do a murder mystery party. Like some of the people have to be moles on the inside. You know what I'm saying? So I would think it'd yeah. be the same kind of thing in any kind of reveal. Because let's say it's a baby gender reveal. Whoever's I don't know. You know, uh, whoever whoever's stuffing the pinata with red or blue candy or whoever is uh baking the red or blue cake or whatever it is that they do you know someone's got to be on the inside to know about it right that's true someone has to get someone has to get the inside information yeah so that's our boss there and his uh, reveal party expectations 
uh, he went and uh, he was like, oh, really? I never heard of this. Like, I've had three kids. I didn't know there was such a thing. I thought someone was going to come out of the closet. Yeah, it used to just be called like a sonogram. That was the gender reveal, and that was about <laughs> it. Now it's any kind of opportunity to get yourself more presents. This way, at least everybody knows. I guess it's better than like a baby shower, right? When you don't know what to get. At least now you know the sex of the baby, so maybe you can get more, uh, you know, appropriate uh, toys or clothes or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, yeah, that was an interesting conversation. Uh, that and uh, another time we could talk about a, a wet willy situation uh, on another show. We have four games. All right, fair enough. You tell me about the wet willy, and I'll tell you about the Kembe Matumbo on the campus of Georgetown, and uh, you know <laughs> how he used to uh, get it absolutely get it done, Tony. I want to ask you also, real quick. Do you think people had Leangelo and Lamelo Ball in their Lithuanian league DFS? Uh, this week, because I hear they combined to drop like 60 points in their uh, first uh, big baller brand showcase game. Well, I uh, I can go deeper than that. I don't think people I think people might have had him in that game. So basically, if people don't know what happened, the two kids lit it up in basically in the second half. They lit it up in a big baller brand. But this is not a real game. Yeah, This is like so third, fourth what, division showcase kind of yeah, stuff, right? So what they did is they put all these 18 and 19-year-olds in, and they took them off this regular team. And they put together a five-game tournament where they're going to play five different times. And they put this game on Facebook Live and everything and right. built it all up. Then they played a real game. And both kids scored zero points. Zero. Yeah, that's they why you got to look even... at the matchups, Tony. You got to look at the matchups <laughs> in your Lithuanian basketball. You got to see if they're playing against middle schoolers to showcase the brand or if it's an that's, actual you know, Lithuanian game. That's what I said. I said, basically, we got 100,000 people on Facebook Live watching a YMCA basketball game. Exactly. It's even below AAU uh, over there in Lithuania. But we digress, Tony. We talked about you know the four-game slate in the NBA, but I also promised people we give everybody some thinking as they are starting to build their lineups for championship weekend. We'll have two games on the slate, the AFC and the NFC championship game. I want to start with a question around the quarterbacks, Tony. You talked to me kind of in our notes before the show, like, is Tom Brady just like the absolute chalk? And I thought it was interesting. I talked about it on Fantasy Freestyle as well. My poll question, to be quite honest, tonight on Fantasy Freestyle is like, do you still need a franchise quarterback? Because three of the four teams are kind of getting there on their defense. You know, if you looked at Divisional Weekend, you had Tom Brady, but then you had Big Ben get bounced, Drew Brees get bounced, Matt Ryan get bounced in favor of these kind of more inexperienced quarterbacks that are relying on their defense. So the question here is, is there any reason to take someone other than Tom Brady? And I got to ask you, Tony, because when we were talking about division weekend, we saw the big point spread in that uh, Tennessee-New England game, and we thought that the game flow would dictate that the Patriots' opponent would be the one throwing a lot, right? So if you hold on that logic, what about a guy like Blake Bortles? You know, this is a guy who put up 42 points last week. We've seen him get some rushing yards recently as well. I might want to go with Bortles' service and get it instead of TB12. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I I don't see that happening. In fact, it's crazy because – if you look at Blake Bortles, right, he's had some good fantasy games, but the New England Patriots defensively have put together a nice little run. And I was actually looking at some defensive metrics where they actually come in the top five in a lot of defensive uh, categories. You look at Bortles, though, in that game, they put up 42 points, right, 42 points. 
he had 16 fantasy points. Now, if you played him and get 16, you'll be all right. But remember, they get at 42. But the week before, where they only got 10 points, he put up 16 fantasy points. So it's like a number that he seems to be settling in on. And then at Tennessee 5, there, I just really think that Bill Belichick's going to go there. But Bortles in six out of seven games has gotten at least 16 fantasy points, four games over 20. It looks on paper like that, but I'll tell you the truth. I'm leaning towards Case Keenum, and the reason I, I'm looking at Case Keenum is I got the Philadelphia defense, who's 21st allowing points to quarterback, quarterbacks, and they have one cornerback that's really better than everybody else, right. and I got two stud wide receivers there. I think I would gamble more with Case Keenum, but Las Vegas has that total set at 37. That's the other thing I was going to ask you. I'm over here trying to use the numbers out of Vegas because I know you like to look at that. And the over-under on the uh, AFC game, right, is a lot higher than the one on the NFC game. I believe last I saw it, it was like 46 for one of them and 38 for the other one, something like that. Yeah. It's, it was 37 in some places today. So, yeah, those are there. And, and I'll, I'll just to stay on the, uh, the point spread, I, I couldn't believe. So we were sitting there watching the games the other day, and before the final game was over, they asked, a couple of guys asked me at the bar, what, what would the line be? I said, they're at least a 10-point favorite, and I said 46. And I can't believe that they're only an 8-point favorite when you look at what New England did to Tennessee and Jacksonville going mm-hmm. on the road in New England. I think it's a lot to ask. That I, I mean, I love the Patriots at this at this point spread. Do you think maybe uh, they're worried about backdoor covers, something like that? But it's not like eight and nine. That's pretty much the same thing. It's not like it's past yeah. another key number of ten. You know, if it sits between seven and ten the whole time, well, how much how much would you have to uh, lay in order for you to take Jacksonville, Tony? If I told you ten and a half, would you take the Jags? It definitely get even ten right around there. Uh, gets me in the in the window, but I think I really think that that they, it's all going to be Leonard Fournette. He's right. got to run the ball well early in that game, and they got to stay in into the third quarter. If they stay in this game for the third quarter, I think they got a shot. They got a great defense in New England. You can't get some pass rush, but the bottom line is like I look at like when I put the DFS things together. Brandon Cooks, right? We talked about him the week before, how I didn't like him because, you know what, the guy that goes deep is going to be Rob Gronkowski, and that's going to be the guy they're going to look for in the middle. I think the same thing here. Like, just let's let's take Jalen Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's one of the top two cornerbacks. Who's he going to cover? I guess Cooks. Right. I so guess they're going to have like a guy like Miles if, Jack trying to be in the middle of the field with Gronk, right? That, that's right. I'm saying, like, that makes no sense. If I was Jacksonville... I would go outside the box, and this could eat. And, and you put Ramsey well. on Gronk, and like Bouye yeah. be on the outside with whoever it is. One on one, Cooks. Yeah, yeah, one on one there. I really think what's going to happen is Cooks and Am- I mean uh, Hogan and Amendola are going to eat them up in the middle of the field. Or well, that's what they're going to try to do. I don't know. And then you're going to see James White and, and Deion Lewis catch a bunch of balls out of the backfield. But I think it's a tough matchup because they have arguably the best cornerback in football, and we don't even know who he's going to cover. Right, and it's in, in in some cases, if you think about it this way, he could almost be wasted, right? Because if you take away well, one of the Patriots' wide receivers, it doesn't matter. Brady's yep. still going to find the matchup. The real differentiator is honestly Gronk in the middle of the field, right? So you got to maybe put your That's best guy on that. their best guy and then take your chances. I mean, A.J. Bouye can lock down one of the other ones anyway. Absolutely. He can play. He would be good on Cooks. Because if you put Ramsey on, on Cooks to me, here's what I do. I just run Cooks deep 40 yards down sure, the field. Sure, just take him out of the play. play. 
Take them out of the play, run all the other plays to the other side, and let those other guys go one-on-one with, with the Jacksonville defenders. So I, it's very interesting game to me. And when you're trying to look at, at uh, matchups this week in DFS, I think the two Minnesota guys are the best players talent-wise at the wide receiver position. But one of these New England guys is going to have a good game. And you know the Patriots, when they lock on, they just keep throwing until they stop them. Right, they will. It's like uh, remember Denzel Washington and remember the Titans. He had like three plays. He was like, "Yeah, I run one until they can stop it." Straight like Novocaine, and that's what the Patriots are gonna do if they're gonna find a matchup that they can exploit, whether it be one of these backs out of the backfield, Gronk over the middle of the field. I mean, didn't like Amendola have like ten catches last week, Let and they just kept twenty two. Yeah, they just kept on going to what they would find and what works. We'll continue, Tony, to talk about these two championship games a little bit later. Later on in the week, I know Thursday we have some time, only four games in the association. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the running backs and the pass catchers with their prices involved. And then, of course, Friday, we will continue to build the people's lineup. But when we come back here tonight, Tony Sincata will reveal his lineup in DraftKings for a four-game slate in the association. You want to come back for that? It is lineup lock live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Which of these kids do you like better, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Both of them scoring for the Celtics. I like Jalen Brown a little better because Tatum's coming back off any injury. If I did anything wrong, it's not having enough guys on the Celtics side of things. You could go and you can grab Kyrie Irving in this game. I'd grab Jalen Brown in this game. And I think it's a risky play, Al Horford. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Line of Plock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We were talking through the NBA, a little NFL, but Tony, it doesn't stop for you tonight. We got a little DFS golf going on as well, huh? Going for the green tonight? Going for the green, 9 p.m. tonight with the guys from uh, DailyRoto.com. Mike Leone, Colin Drew will be uh, joining us. So check that out. Two things. Maurice Spites is out for Orlando. I don't think it affects anyone, but... Here's the thing is, if you had him as a punt play, don't use him. And I got a text during a commercial. Uh, Tony, you are amazing at how much beep you know. I think you need a chick demanding you take her to girly flicks so you know less about Lithuanian hoops. No, Tony, I disagree. I disagree. I think your value to the world is by knowing all the bleep that you do. I think you you are the fantasy pentathlete, remember? Uh, No matter the sport, we could add Lithuanian basketball as well. We can get your needs serviced in other ways, my friend. That's it. We've got to make some money tonight on DraftKings for that. Uh, I I got a text earlier today asking me if I needed a massage, and I – I said I, I prefer an oral massage, and she said, "You want me to talk you through it?" And I, we got all confused. <laughs> yeah, no, so no, here's, no, that's uh, a different kind of ending for the massage, my friend. Uh, uh, how about you give me this lineup in DraftKings so you could win a little bit of extra money and use it however you see fit. Forty-five hundred dollars, Yogi Ferrell tonight in that Orlando Minnesota game. I told you some of those Orlando guys that could play there. Fifty-one hundred dollars, Evan Fournier, Will Barton, fifty-six hundred bucks in that Denver Dallas game. Then Cousins, ten thousand five, Anthony Davis, ten thousand two, Jamal Murray at fifty-seven hundred, 
going to take a shot with Dwight Powell at 3,600 and Josh Jackson, the guy that I mentioned I should have on all your teams, and that's where I'm going with that. I do have, and I usually don't play that many lineups. I do have three lineups tonight in a four-game slate, which is way more than I ever play. And the reason being is some of these, uh, with these four games and those two poor defensive teams, somebody goes off there, you want to there. So tonight, limit yourself. Either don't play as much as you usually do or spread it out a little more tonight and create some balance uh, tonight so you don't go all in and we're not uh, uh, losing on a four-night slate. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, Tony, right here in Studio 34 and Rockin' Riley's, I can tell by the flow of traffic that there is a Flyers-Rangers game about to drop the puck here in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. And you know what it made me think? It made me think, can you imagine if the Rangers and Flyers had an issue like the Rockets and Clippers did last night? Oh, if, boy. Exactly, right? Can you can you imagine? I don't know if there's any tunnels underneath Madison Square Garden, but I'll tell you what. These guys, the Broad Street Bullies, they might just go through the front door, huh? Google wasn't alive back then, but you might be able to Google it still. The Bruins went in the stands at uh, Madison Square Garden to fight the Rangers fans. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of malice in the palace, actually, over on the ice, huh? Mike Milbury, who's the uh, NHL commentator, he was he's caught on video beating a guy with his own shoe. He took the guy's shoe off and beat him in the head with it, in the head with it. Then they got hired as the coach. He's an NHL commentator, but the bottom line is he's in the stands beating a fan with the head in the head with a shoe. Well, that's the kind of culture that they maybe that ownership at that time wanted. They wanted to <laughs> toughen it up, you know. Maybe they had too many players, coaches, and they needed some structure, some accountability. Tony, so where else do you look? Except from someone who's, uh, you know, been in the proverbial trenches before. That means the Mets should hire Wally Backman. You know, all the stuff he's done wrong. Yeah, you don't see the Pacers hiring Ron Artest, do you? (laughs) Yeah, let's get Ron there. (laughs) I think that would be interesting, right? All of a sudden he'd become a player. Fair uh, enough. Wasn't Charles Oakley one of the player coaches for, I think, the Big Three League? Which, by the way, is signing all sorts of guys for Season 2. you got to check it out. Nate Robinson last joined the Big Three. Apparently. But, Tony, that about does it for us today. Tomorrow, we got a full slate, 10 or 11 games in the NBA, so we got a lot of opportunity, a lot of options to choose from tomorrow. Make sure you get in your lineups right now for tonight. Tony, I hope you win a little bit of extra cash. It is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow, Tony.